0: Welcome to podcast number 80 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are currently in a series dealing with our faith. The topic of this podcast series is having faith to receive. A lot of people struggle with the idea of believing for themselves to be healed or for the needs that they have in their own life yet they're willing to pray for other people. I've never understood why people have such a difficult time praying for their own needs. So today we're going to talk about how to pray for our physical needs. The title of today's podcast is Learn how to call forth our physical healing. Yeah, that's something we all need to be comfortable with. In a prior podcast, I discussed the idea that when we get a little cold or maybe we get a headache or something happens in our life that we need a physical touch from the Lord. Many people run to their medicine cabinet, which I like to refer to as the faith cabinet, and they get a pill and they take it before they go to God first. Now I'm a big believer it's okay to take medication for physical needs. However, why not start first with asking God? Asking God for His physical healing. In my own life, I've been blessed to receive major physical healings. Once from kidney failure when I was 25 years of age, another time with kidney cancer, and more recently, with my diagnosis of multiple myeloma bone marrow cancer, and I was given six months to live. So I know what it's like to face physical challenges in our life. And I also know what it's like to trust God and believe God that He is able. As a matter of fact, He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we can imagine or even think. Please don't misunderstand me and think that I have all the answers and all the secrets to receive physical healing from the Lord. But I do know that the Word of God tells us how we can receive our physical healing. So we're going to give some examples in my own life, in the lives of other people, and also we're going to look to the Word of God for guidance and instruction on how we should pray and how we should seek the Lord for a physical need in our life. So let's pray before we get started. Heavenly Father, we come to you with needs and we come to you with a desire to learn how to Pray, Father, for our physical challenges that face our life and the lives of others. So I pray that you would bless and anoint this teaching today. I submit to the Holy Spirit. I yield to your power and your presence and your guidance and your direction. And I pray that you would help me, Lord, to bring forth a lesson that would help people, that would touch them and give them strength to have faith, to believe for physical needs. Thank you, God, for what you've done in my life. And I thank you for what you're going to do in this teaching, because we're going to call forth things that are not as though they are. We're going to call forth for healings, believe for them, and trust you, God, to move in your sovereign way. And I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. When it comes to believing for anything in our life, we need to go to the Word of God and seek guidance and direction. And when I've faced physical challenges in my own life, the Lord has given me scriptures that make a difference in my faith, a difference in my faith and trust in God to heal and touch me. As a matter of fact, there are four scriptures that I pray every single day, even though currently I'm healed, I'm strong, cancer is no longer in my body. God has healed my kidneys that failed many years ago. He removed a cancerous condition from my body, and He also has healed me now of a very serious, life threatening cancer. So I've had my battles with cancer. And matter of fact, if there's one thing that people challenge with, I think more than anything else, is when they're diagnosed with some type of cancer. So I'm going to believe that God's going to help you, and that Area. Matter of fact, you might want to call a friend or someone and tell them to listen in to this podcast if they're facing any kind of physical challenge in their life. You know, when someone is diagnosed with cancer, something that I've been diagnosed several times with in my own life, people have a tendency to think that their life is over. I've had many individuals come to me in my office when I pastored our church for so many years, and they would have a diagnosis of cancer and just fall apart and start crying and just going through all kinds of emotional challenges because they felt like maybe God had left them, had abandoned them, and that somehow, why did he leave? this thing in their life and why did he allow this cancer to form in their body? When we think about it, cancer is just simply a word and God is able to speak his word over cancer in our life and we can take authority over it. The C word, which is also known as, is something that can be devastating to people and I'm not putting it down. I'm not saying that cancer is light. I certainly can't say that because in my own life, I've faced life-threatening cancer diagnosis on a couple of occasions. So with that in mind, let's take a look at the word of God and see those promises. That we can claim and believe that God can take care of cancer and any other physical need that hits our body. Before we get into that, though, I want to be sure you understand that God is sovereign. And just because we know scriptures and just because we believe and have faith and trust in God to be healed of our cancer, sometimes God chooses to heal a person and other times He chooses not to. So we have to move on and not question that and wonder about that. But in the meantime, we can claim God's promises and believe for our healing and ask God to intervene in our own life. The scriptures that I I pray every day, and I mean every single day, even though now I'm healed of cancer, I want to maintain my faith and trust in God and be sure that God knows that I appreciate and love him so much for what he's done in my life and give him glory by referring to his scriptures and his words. The first that I pray every day is found in Luke chapter 17 and verse 19. I'm just going to quote a few words from that verse. It says, your faith has healed you. Now, I don't know how I can get anything more direct when it comes to praying for our physical needs than to quote that scripture. That scripture comes from the story found in the book of Luke chapter 17, where Jesus healed 10 individuals who were healed of leprosy. He looked at these individuals, and as they were crying out for mercy, and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, he looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. It's found in the 14th verse of Luke chapter 17, and then I'll read, let me just read a couple of verses here to you. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was, was a Samaritan. Jesus asked in verse 17, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Now that scripture, those few words I pray every day because I believe that Jesus is telling me and telling all of us that the Holy Spirit wants to give us comfort to call forth those things that are not as though they are. He wants us to give the strength call that forth even when they're in the middle of fighting a deadly disease of some type or another. Jesus simply said your faith has healed you, and I believe sometimes that's all we really need to do is to stand up and say, "Father, by faith and by your word, I believe, Father God, that you're going to honor my faith and that I'm healed in Jesus name." It's interesting to think that those people who had received their healing didn't come back and thank God and testify and give praise to God for their healing. One of the things I think is important with our healing is that God receives all the glory. Now, in the middle of all my challenges physically, especially this more recent one, when I was dealing with multiple myeloma bone marrow cancer, I take medication. I've been taking medication for five years. And I'm not silly enough to believe that it's the medication that did it. I believe that God created that medication. He had brought it forth by putting it in the minds of individuals to come up with something that basically was filled with the chemicals that God created. I can remember one time I told a doctor, now this you're giving me and these pills that you're giving me, didn't all the chemicals and everything that's in there come from the earth? So isn't it really God's creative power that's healing me? It's just man finally came around and figured out a way to put those chemicals together to come up with medication. And the doctor looked at me and he said, you know, you're right. Everything that's in there was something that we discovered here on earth. So I guess it is God's creation. So God needs to receive the glory. So when we are praying for a physical need and God touches us and heals us, we need to give glory to God, not to the medication, not to the doctors although doctors are great medication is wonderful i have no problem with those things but god receives all the glory because it's only because of him that that medication exists in the first place another scripture that i pray every single day yes every day is found in mark chapter 6 verse 56 all who touched him were healed once again it's talking about jesus if people go to God and touch Him. We touch Him through prayer. We can't reach out and touch His garment like the lady with the issue of blood where she was healed instantly, but we can touch God every single day in our prayer life. And the time that we read the Word of God, the times that we spend meditating on Him and His goodness and His glorious salvation that He gives us, we think about Him. We can touch God. We can come in contact with Him. So I believe that if you're fighting something physical right now or you know someone who else is fighting a physical challenge in their life, all you need to do is basically reach out and touch God because his healing power is available to all of us. We must believe it. We must take that first step to reach out and touch God, just like the widow who touched the hem of his garment. Another scripture that I've used frequently, matter of fact, I read it every day and I use it sometimes when I pray for individuals, is found in Matthew chapter 8 verse 16. And it simply says, he healed all the sick. Now, a lot of people say, well then, If that scripture is true, then why doesn't he heal everyone today? Well, I I guess I just have to confess that I don't have the answer to that. All I know is that God is sovereign, and there's some who get healed and some who do not. There's a very famous woman who was an evangelist and had an amazing healing ministry where God used her to speak out and call forth healing in people's bodies, and it did take place. Her name was Catherine Coleman. Now, Catherine Coleman had an amazing ministry and great power in her prayer life, and she had faith. So, when she had faith to believe, she prayed for people. But not everyone that she prayed for was healed because that's simply God's final decision. And they asked her one time, they said, Well Catherine, how come not every single person that you pray for is healed? And she says, I don't have the answer to that, but I do know this, that when I get to heaven, that's the first thing I'm going to ask God is I'd not like to know why. Could you just tell me why not everyone was healed? I think that's a solemn statement. I think it's one that deserves recognition that even this great ministry that this woman had she still gave god the glory gave him the honor and it's his final decision what takes place in addition to that there's another great evangelist who had a wonderful ministry of healing for people all over the world and his name was Smith Wigglesworth. Now, Smith Wigglesworth is an old name that's been around for a long time. He passed away in the early part of 1900. I think it was 1946. And it's interesting because that's the year that I was born. Smith Wigglesworth had an amazing healing ministry. And he went all over the world and praying for people. And he had some of the greatest testimonies of healing that's ever been documented. As a matter of fact, many of his healings, his own wife's healing, took place when he called forth her to come back to life. Yes, she had passed. Passed away and there's records and documentation to prove that he was in the hospital with her and the doctor had pronounced her dead. That's when Smith Wigglesworth prayed and said, God, I need my wife. I need her to come back. I need her to stand with me and be with me. So he prayed that God would put life back into her body and she woke up. She came back to life and the story goes that she basically looked at her husband. She said, no, I'm my life is finished. My life here on earth is basically over. Let go of me and release me. And so Smith released his wife back to God and she went into heaven for eternity. In Smith Wigglesworth's life there are many other documented cases where he prayed for the sick, they were healed, he also prayed for those people who had passed away and many came back to life. Now I can't tell you that I have proof of that in my own documentation, I'm certainly not an eyewitness to it, but I can tell you this, whether you believe it or not, God is able to bring people back to life. God is able to bring life into something that is dead. And that's the whole premise of this teaching I'm having on faith and how to receive great faith, is that we should call forth those things that are not as though they are. That we should believe that God is able to bring life into something that's dead, whether it be an individual or whether it be an idea or a dream or a past hope or a wish. But whatever it might be, God can bring life into something. And so today we need to believe that God will bring Life into your situation, and if you need a physical healing, that He will bring health and life into your body. So just stand on the promise found in Matthew 8 16, where it says, He healed all the sick, and believe that God is able and believe that He will act sovereignly in your own life and the lives of others. Let me give you a fourth scripture that I use every day, quite frankly, pray every single day for, and that is found in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. It simply says this, He healed every kind of disease and illness. The reason I like that particular passage is because it simply states that every kind of disease and every kind of illness God was able to heal. And I need, we need to take that and put it in our own heart, in our own mind, and our own step of faith for physical healing for ourselves and for those who are facing great physical challenges. You see, because there's no disease, there's no sickness, there's no illness that is too great for God. As I've said before, the word cancer, just simply what we call the C word, is just simply a word to God. To God, He can speak forth healing and resolve that problem in anyone's life and bring them Complete and total healing. Now, as we go along, I'm going to give you a testimony here in just a moment about a dear friend of mine who was healed of cancer and continues to be strong and healed to this day. There's a story of a dear friend of mine, Errol, who lives in Monaco in Europe and also has a home out here in Arizona. And he has written in my book that I'm using as my outline for this teaching, a story on his divine healing. Now the book that I've written that I'm going to read this from is entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's a book that I wrote after my healing and after I've seen so many healings from individuals that we've prayed for and trusted for and believed God for that I felt that God should receive the glory and I should write a book that would help people have faith and expand their faith and trust and believe that God is able, that God can bring forth those things that are not as though that they are. And so, in this book that I've written, which, by the way, just a digressive moment, if you're interested in maybe obtaining that book, then I would encourage you to go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com, and you can get that book by going through Amazon or through any place that you would purchase a book. So, let's get back to, to Errol's story. Errol has given me permission to use his story in this podcast and also in my book, and his story is truly one that was amazing. He talks about the healing that he had received from the Lord Jesus Christ. Errol is a great man of faith, a man who loves God with all of his heart and is a very dear friend of mine. One day he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. He had a high PSA and had an enlarged prostate and was having problems with it, went to the doctor. The doctor examined him and found out that he had a some type of a lump or tumor in his prostate, and that it was malignant, and they felt they'd probably have to do surgery and those things. Well, Errol decided, no, let's not go that route. Let's first just go to God and believe that God is able, that there's nothing that God can't heal. He believes in those same scriptures that I've read to you, and so he claimed the promises of those scriptures. So he went to a urologist and got himself checked up to find out what he needed to pray for. Then he started praying and believing, and his family started praying and believing. So he went back to the doctor. The doctor did a biopsy and then said, yes, I have to confirm this. I hate to tell you this, but I confirm that you do have prostate cancer. Well, he was basically frustrated, as all of us would be. A little disappointed that the healing had not taken place, but didn't give up on it. Believed that God was still able, that there was nothing too difficult for God because he knew that God could heal all diseases, any type of sickness or disease. So, Errol decided to pray and to trust God and believe God. The doctor wanted to remove the prostate and do the typical thing that they do today, but Errol said, "No, I think we'll just trust God first and believe God first, and then I guess if he's in his own heart and mind, he was confident of that. But he didn't believe that there's anything else that would happen except he would be healed. He just believed for it. He trusted God for it, and he prayed and basically started seeking the Lord daily for a divine healing in his own body. So then, shortly after that, Errol went back for another follow-up on the cancer deciding well I better just check to be sure it's gone because you wouldn't necessarily know that it's gone. I think that's an important point. When I pray for people with a physical problem I like for them to go back to their doctor and get verification as to whether they've been healed or not. I know there was a lady I prayed for years ago who had diabetes. She was a very heavy-set lady and had diabetes most of her life. She came to me and she said it was just so difficult and was basically killing her slowly but surely she was going to die from diabetes. So we pray prayed and believe God for her divine healing. And I told her, I said, now you go back to your doctor and get a verification because I truly believe with all my heart that you've been healed. Now that's a tough thing to tell someone who's had diabetes for some 20 or 30 years. And then all of a sudden you confess to them when you've only been praying with them for a minute or two that they've been healed. But I knew in my heart, I knew that God had healed her. And so I told her to go to the doctor. She went to the doctor, got checked out again, came back to church the next week, walked up to me and said her diabetes was gone. The doctor was in a amazed and just in shock and she was totally and divinely healed of diabetes in her life and she gave God the glory and gave him all the honor. Well let's get back to to Errol. Errol went back to the doctor to get checked after he had been praying and trusting, and the doctor did another examination to see where he was and see where the next step would be. And when the doctor did the examination, there was no longer any evidence of any tumor or any cancer or anything of any nature. So God did what he promised to do. He healed Errol, and Errol gave God all the glory and all the honor. I guess you could say that all the scriptures that I gave you earlier came forth in Errol's life. Like in Luke seventeen, nineteen, Your faith has healed you, that took place in Errol's life mark 656 all who touched him were healed Errol touched the throne of God touched the hem of the garment of Jesus and was healed Matthew 816 where it says he healed all the sick and Errol became one of those that God healed in Matthew 423 he healed every kind of disease and illness nothing is too difficult for God church nothing is too difficult for our Lord and our Savior. His healing power is greater than anything we can imagine or think. His healing power is greater than any disease or anything known to man. So let's believe for that. Let's trust God for that. And let's move forward in faith and believe that by faith we are healed. Now, how can you process all this? How can you take and put into your own life and your own thoughts and your own belief system and believe for your healing or for the healing of someone else? Well, all I can tell you is to learn how to trust God and believe that God is able. You know, before I believed in the healing power of Jesus, before I became a Christian, I just kind of scoffed at things like that and thought, well, I don't know that I believe that. I don't, I'm not sure about that. And I just kind of dismissed it. But you know, years ago when I became a pastor, I heard about a recording that was played to a church of a miraculous healing that had taken place live and on air when a pastor with very damaged, irreparable vocal cords was doing his best to teach a Bible class for the first time in several years with his audible voice. He just simply started screaming, quoting scriptures. He was quoting Psalm 103. And as he uttered the words of the Psalm, and I will heal all your diseases. This man was instantly healed as he was speaking. Yeah, I was listening to the tape myself and it's been out there for years. While he was talking about healing, God's healing power touched him. He was, of course, emotionally overcome on air as the whole Bible class witnessed what God had just done. Now, thinking of that modern day miracle, back then I thought, yes, God promised in his word that he heals all our diseases. And I know God cannot lie. This then led me to a 180 degree change in my approach to the Lord about my disease, about the healing that I needed in my body. I realized that there was no faith in asking God to heal me, but there had to be faith in thanking God for keeping his promise and healing me even when I could not see the cancer on the screen. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So I believe that story. I believe it because that story is even quoted in Errol's writing about the healing of his body and the physical miracle that took place in his body. From that time on, Errol believed. And from that time on, when I heard the story, I believe. Because you can't doubt something that you can hear and see with your own eyes. When Arrow was healed, he gave glory to God. He let everyone know about the miraculous healing that had taken place in his life. Let me just take a moment and talk about that. I've prayed for a lot of people in my life. Many of them were healed. Many of them, I don't know what happened in their life. Some were not healed. But I can tell you this. One thing that, that I think is so vital is that when God touches you and when God heals you, we need to give all the glory and all the honor to God. I started this podcast off today with the story of the 10 lepers who were healed by Jesus. And Jesus looked around and said, where are the other nine? Only the one had come back and gave him glory. The other nine went about their own business. It doesn't say anything about them. We never hear anything else about the other nine. Maybe they went around and took credit for it or gave credit to somebody else or whatever. I don't know what took place. But bottom line, we have a learned, great lesson. There's a great lesson to be learned from that teaching that Jesus gave us, that when we are touched physically, that we give all the glory to God. We need to testify of his healing touch. And since that day that I was healed, the many times that God has healed my body, I've tried so hard to give him all the glory and remember to testify of his goodness. I do it to the point now that when I'm out somewhere, maybe getting a cough, maybe on some coffee shop I'm standing in line and somebody be beside me and I'll say, boy, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? And he'll say, oh yeah, that's great. And I said, you know, I'm just happy to be around whether it's a good day or a bad day. And he'll look at me and say, kind of, if he doesn't see anything, he might just kind of think, what's this guy talking about? I said, yeah, I'm just happy to be around, you know, because years ago, I was diagnosed with incurable cancer. And today I'm healed and I'm walking around healed by the power of God. And I'm telling you just say that and start speaking that and people are amazed. Just recently, I was at a large appliance store and I started talking to someone about my healing, someone that I didn't know. I just simply said, yeah, I'm just happy to be alive and I'm thankful that God touched my body. You see, these people see you standing right in front of them and so they can't doubt that you have had something happen in your life because you're there. And I started talking to a group of people and before long, I, I had a group of about, I think it was six or seven people kind of stood around in a circle. They were listening to my testimony of God's healing power in my life and I could just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and the power of God there and I was able to talk about salvation and talk about the fact that it's an amazing miracle that took place. What's interesting is here I was in this store with all these appliances around, all these people that worked there came over and were listening to this story of this Vietnam veteran who was healed of terminal cancer. And they just basically left their positions and their jobs. And I looked around while I was giving my testimony and God had basically vacated the store. There were no other customers in that store. I I looked around. I didn't see anyone there. And he gave me that opportunity for probably at least 10 or 15 minutes to talk to these people and to be able to give my testimony and my witness. You see, that's the power of God. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. He was able to give me an opportunity to testify of my healing touch and God's power in my life. And I got to talk to these people and had an amazing testimony of God's power and strength. So you may never get the opportunity to give a testimony like that in a big department store or appliance store or whatever, but you will have an opportunity to share your faith. And I believe in sharing our faith and sharing our witness and sharing our healing touch to others will be a great source of strength for those and for those that we get to speak to. So I hope that's beneficial to you and I hope that you will receive this teaching today and walk in the power of God's Word and the strength in knowing that God is able to heal your body and God is able to heal those who are out there seeking for a physical need in their life. It's important that we understand today that when there's a need in our life, all we need to do is call forth the light to come forward. It reminds me of the story I gave in a prior podcast where I was sitting in the dark actually working on a book that I was writing. My wife came by and said, why don't you turn the light on? Just call forth the light. So that's all I did. I reached over and I called forth the light. I turned the switch on and light came in to my room and I was able to see better. Well, we need to call forth the light of God's healing touch in our life. We need to call forth the divine intervention that God can do in our lives and the lives of others when we're praying for the sick and praying for those who need a physical touch in their life. You know, people will only confess what they know and what they see and they struggle many times with having the faith to believe. So I want to challenge you today to listen to this tape. Maybe you listen to it again. Listen to this podcast and, and hear this teaching that you will receive it, that you'll turn the light on to receive that power that God wants to put into your life, that you can see literally with your own eyes, with your own heart, and with your own mind, the healing touch of God in your life and the lives of others. We must learn to believe in something that we cannot see. We must have faith to believe for those things that are not and believe that they are. I believe this teaching can radically change your life and change your heart. I believe that you can become a great witness and have a great testimony of God's touch in your life. And if it's not for your physical healing, it could be for the physical healing of someone else. All of us know of people who've had sicknesses and disease and illnesses that they've either passed away from it or they've been healed of it. And for those who have a great testimony of God's healing power, they need to confess it with their mouth and with their heart, with their thoughts, with the way they act, the way they talk, and the way they give all the glory and give all the praise to God. Because that's what this teaching is all about. It's not about David Friend and his experiences or David Friend and his teaching or his faith or any of that. It has nothing to do with me. This teaching has everything to do with God the Father, with Jesus the Healer. And remember, He is your healing power. He is your strength. He sacrificed his life that we would be healed. He bore upon his body those stripes and took all that so that our bodies could be healed and be set free. He gave his life that we would have life. And I'm going to just close this a little different today and just ask if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, maybe you just tuned into this because someone told you some guy is going to talk about healing. Maybe you might want to listen to it. But if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this would be the best time to to accept him Just say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I promise to serve him all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. If you just say that, if you just repeat that with all your heart, all your mind and all your soul, Jesus can come into your life right where you are and touch you and heal you with the greatest healing you can ever have, and that is the healing of salvation. Yeah, I refer to salvation as healing, as healing from sins, it's healing from the life that we've lived in the past and living a new life. That's the greatest healing that we can ever receive. And then after that takes place, you can start to walk in the power of God. You can start to experience and understand what the Word of God has to tell you. Get your Bible, pick it up, read it, and and see what God has to say to you through his word. And if the Bible is something that you're having a rough time reading and understanding, then get in a good Bible study. Go to a church that's a Bible teaching, a Bible believing church. And I believe that God can help you and instruct you and help you to understand the healing power that's available to us if we just claim the promises of God. I believe that with all my heart. Otherwise, I wouldn't be taking the time to share with that, that message with you today. As I close this message out today, let me just ask you one question. What do you need to call forth in your life? Do you need to call forth physical healing, emotional healing? Do you need to call forth a financial blessing in your life? I believe you can have the faith to call forth those things that are not and believe that they are that they're going to come to pass, that God can bring new life into your life. And so whatever you might need, just simply make a list of it, of those things and those desires. Say, Father, I claim these things in the name of Jesus. I believe that you provided my healing and you provided the answer to my prayers. And so I just receive that in Jesus' name. If we just do that and make that list and pray about it and trust God and believe God, you're going to see miracles. I believe that with all my heart. You're going to see and experience the miracles of God in your life and in the lives of those that you pray for. So if you'd like to see your faith continue to increase, I'd like you to stay with me as we go through these various teachings from week to week and month to month. The Lord's given me a book to write that I'm going to use to as an outline to help me explain the best way to see our faith grow and I believe that God is going to do a great work in your life. If you'd like to get more information on these teachings and on this subject on faith, you can go back and register for my podcast on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast, And you can go back into CPN Shows and go into the past and listen to some of the prior lessons that I've taught. Just in the last week or so, I gave you a teaching on speak those words to increase your faith. And also, you can call forth your faith to increase. And those are topics of podcasts that I've done in the past. You might enjoy those and listen to those if you are new to my podcast. It's called Quality Christian Living and it's designed to give us a complete understanding of the type of life that God wants us to live. He wants us to live an abundant life. He wants us to live a life that's filled and overflowing with his goodness and his grace. So we'll be teaching various topics from week to week and month to month. I have a series that went on for several months on our finances. If you'd like to listen to that, you go back and pull those up and listen to those teachings on finances and on financial prosperity. In addition to that, I've been teaching on faith and will continue to Teach on those subjects that will help us live a true quality Christian life. So, if you'd like more information on me as an individual, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com and you can receive there some of the information I have dealing with books that I've written, dealing with various topics and subjects that will give you the type of life that you've always wanted to live as a born-again believer and a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, let me just pray for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until our next episode, Dealing with Faith, I pray that God will richly bless you.